Welcome to the What We Talked About in Class podcast, brought to you from the campus of Wayne Community College in Goldsboro, North Carolina, sponsored by the Foundation of Wayne Community College. Hey everybody, this is your instructor, Ryan Bradshaw, and just wanted to take a few minutes to kind of break the ice on Chapter 1 for Principles of Management. I hope you're doing well so far. I hope you've uh, been able to find your way around the course and uh, get the syllabus and the course schedule. Um, Most of you have completed the enrollment verification quiz at this point, and I do appreciate that. If you have not completed the enrollment verification quiz, please take care of that as soon as possible because I still have a few students that have that outstanding and that is an issue uh, because if you don't complete the enrollment verification quiz, um, you could be dropped from the course and it does create some administrative issues on my end. So please be sure to do that. All right, so chapter one is really about identifying what managers do and kind of just uh, creates a situation where Uh, you're identifying how managers uh, or how good managers thrive, what what they do that kind of makes them successful. The title of the chapter is Managing Performance, and just wanted to talk about a few things with you. So the learning outcomes for the chapter uh, deal with a couple different things. So um, the first learning outcome is understanding what managers do, The second one is understanding the roles managers play. And the third outcome is what major characteristics do managers possess, or in other words, the major characteristics of the manager's job. So I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about each aspect of the learning outcomes for Chapter 1. And then on Monday, you can actually, those of you that meet on Monday, we can uh, kind of go through and Uh, go into a little more detail of uh, these aspects of management. And so, what do managers do? When I I ask you uh, what managers do, what comes to mind? Keep in mind that I have a glass of uh, tea with me to kind of drink as I talk, because as I talk, I do need to uh, drink something every once in a while. So if you hear me drink something, that's a normal thing. Mm. All right. So in any case... The question, what do managers do? What, do? what do you think it is that managers do? What's the difference between a manager and a leader? What comes to mind? And so managers, in brief, are designed or are designated to get things done. That is the short answer for what managers do. There's a task. There is a, a mission there's objectives that the organization has and the manager is there to make sure those objectives are accomplished. And so when an organization hires a manager or promotes somebody internally to the role of manager, what they're really trying to get out of that person is somebody who will get things done. Depending on the type of organization, will depend upon how much actual leadership they're looking from that individual. Now, that may seem confusing 
So, because maybe in your mind, a manager is also a leader and a leader is also a manager, but that's not always the case. Sometimes organizations just want a manager that will follow orders, do what needs to be done, and they don't look for leadership really from that individual from a standpoint of uh, trying to reinvent the wheel or trying to think of new ideas, new concepts, uh, new ways of doing things. They just want the manager to get things done the way they want them done. And for somebody that likes to think about and create new processes or ways of doing things, that can be a struggle because uh, while you want to get things done and you push to get things done, uh, you may see better ways that you could accomplish your task, and that presents a challenge for you. And so the, according to the book, it says managers perform a variety of functions in organizations, but amongst one of the most important functions they perform is communicating <clears throat> with direct reports to help their organization achieve and exceed its goals. So we have it. Managers are there to get things done, to achieve and exceed the goals. Leaders, on the other hand, are there to identify new and more productive ways of doing things. And that's something we will uh, discuss over the course of the semester is identifying these key differences between management and leadership. You can be a manager and a leader Um, but you don't necessarily have to be a manager to be a leader. Um, And so that's something we'll kind of, it's nuanced, but we'll talk more about that over the course of the the semester. Um, And so fundamentally, foundationally, managers are there to achieve the organizational goals. That is your mission. And when you, just to to put it in perspective, uh, using like a military example, um, when a general gives out orders to a colonel, colonel turns around, gives orders to a major, major turns around, and will uh, give those to a uh, captain or a lieutenant. And the lieutenant is there to make sure those orders get done. They will turn around and pass those out to the sergeants and all the other men and women that are in that uh, division, whatever it may be. And so... The general doesn't is not really concerned with uh, the the leadership aspects. They're not concerned with you know, better ways to do things at that moment. They've already they're there to think of better ways. They're there to create the strategy. The expectation is is that once those orders or goals are passed down, the expectation is that they'll be executed. They'll be completed. They'll be done. And if there's going to be a change in the process or the way we do things, that will come from the top. And so relating that back to the business world, same thing is true. Once a president, CEO, vice president, division manager, regional manager, all these upper-level management people within an organization, once they develop a path they want to go down, they develop a goal, a project, whatever it may be, something they want to achieve. The expectation is as they pass that information down through the levels of the organization that the frontline managers, the store managers, the district managers, uh, the department managers, those people are in place to execute on those 
uh, orders or uh, directives. Um, and the top-level management, the CEOs, the presidents, things like that, the vice presidents, they're not concerned with uh, better ways to do it, so to speak. Their concern is, I have developed a plan, and we need this plan to be executed for better or worse because uh, we have vetted it, and this is what we believe the best course of action is. And there is a disconnect. The bigger your organization is, <clears throat> the more of a disconnect there seems to be sometimes, meaning that you have some people that work in a home office that will uh, come up with ideas, concepts, goals, and then you will those goals will filter down to the store level. And at the store level, you may be thinking, well, this person who came up with this idea obviously doesn't work in a store because executing this plan as they want it presents some unique challenges that they may or may not be aware of. Um, and so when you're driving a big company, you've got a lot of different units that you're responsible for. Uh, once again, you know that uh, it's almost impossible to come up with a perfect plan that everybody will be able to execute the same way and to, with the same uh, efficacy. But still, you have to come up with something uh, that will help drive the goal of the organization. And remember, what is what is the goal of business? That is something we, we, we talk about in Intro to Business, but it's worth repeating here. There's a lot of uh, overlap between uh, introduction to business and principles of management. So what is the foundational reason for business to exist? <clears throat> if, you've, if you've never taken Intro to Business, that's fine. But I'll tell you that the reason business exists is to generate a profit or a return for the owners. <clears throat> so if, if you own a business, the reason why you started that business is so you can generate uh, revenue coming in the door, and hopefully that revenue will translate into profits. And so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and talk about the roles managers play. Okay, we're back, and just want to talk a few minutes about the roles managers play. And so I used to tell students, and I guess I'm telling you now, that when you're a manager of a, of a unit, depending on what type of retail unit it might be or a warehousing unit, doesn't matter, you have many hats that you wear. And so managers will wear a hat that, that makes them the leader, the boss. Another hat you might be the counselor because you're having to kind of mediate um, a disagreement between two or more employees. You have a confidant hat that you wear because uh, individuals will confide in you. Um, you have a consoler hat that you'll wear because at some point in your management career, an associate uh, or employee will cry in front of you uh, because of uh, either a personal loss or tragedy or uh, problems at home, whatever it may be. Um, and by the way, just to interject, if, if that does happen, uh, just remember to always maintain your, your barriers. Um, you know, there might be this human desire to... Uh, console people and be a friend and, uh, you know, try to offer um, counseling-type advice. 
remember that you're not a counselor. You're not, I mean, you may at some point get certified to be a counselor, but you're not a professional counselor at this point. Um, you don't have the credentials to offer that type of uh, professional advice. You should always outsource that uh, and recommend that they call a hotline number or reach out to whatever services your organization provides that offer counseling. Uh, Wayne Community College, by the way, does offer counseling services, so uh, that should be a resource that you uh, look into uh, if you ever needed counseling services. But I'll, I'll add that um, this is, I, I don't know, I don't want to like say it's rare or not because I don't know for sure, but I'll say that um, there are cases where an employee will try to manipulate a manager through uh, like crying or other emotional outpourings and in a, in a way to try to get the manager to be more empathetic towards them. And you have to keep your eyes open to that kind of stuff too because uh, there is a lot of, um, I guess, politics and people trying to take advantage of, of situations. So uh, always maintain your professional distance and always um, outsource any type of counseling or thing like that that you have to do. Um, you know, you could be human and say, you know, that if somebody is, is experiencing a loss or a personal dif- difficulties at home and things like that, you want to acknowledge uh, that as a legitimate issue, but you want to maintain your professional distance and make sure that they can seek some help from an outside source uh, or whatever internal uh, resources that you have at the company. So there's a lot of roles that organizations, uh, organizational managers play, and uh, we want to explore those more in, in the coming week when we do a deeper dive into Chapter 1. Uh, but for now, I'll say that there's three major types of roles that uh, managers play, and those are interpersonal, informational and decisional and so interpersonal roles what do you think that is and so when a manager uh, is is doing something in an interpersonal role they are performing a task that has to deal with human relations you know something where i have to connect in some way with a another person and so that is uh something that you know that you just have to do uh, as a manager and um, what do you think what do you think it means when you're doing things from a informational role well the the clue is in the title informational roles are things where you have to disseminate information to others and decisional roles are where you have to actually make decisions and so just like I said in the beginning of this section, managers do have to wear a lot of different hats. And it can be a challenge, especially the more hats you have to wear in a given day or week or period of time. I mean, imagine you know, what managers have had to do and adapt to during the pandemic. You know, They've had to really be adaptive to uh, overcome the unique challenges uh, of their organization and, and adapt to things they've never had to do before. And so uh, you have to kind of be able to think on your feet, use critical thinking skills, and be able to be flexible and adaptive. And so 
Managers do play quite a few different roles, and I'm not even listed them all here. We'll do a little bit deeper dive uh, throughout the week, next week. Um, so there's actually a good graphic on, let me see if I can identify the page number for you. Uh, it's actually in Chapter 1, and it's Exhibit 1.4, The Roles Managers Play. And so it really does a good job identifying 10 different roles that break down into those informational, interpersonal, and decisional roles. Uh, under informational, they have the idea of a monitor, a disseminator, and a spokesperson. So these are roles where someone will uh, gather or disseminate information. That's what, that's what those roles entail. Under the interpersonal role, you have a figurehead, a leader, and a liaison. And these are all dealing with connecting with other individuals and organizations. And so the idea of uh, an interpersonal manager or, or a manager using interpersonal skills is to um, make connections because it's, it's, it's incredibly important in business and in life that we connect with other individuals and we, we learn about what they have to offer. And in business, you may be able to identify other individuals and organizations that can add value to what you're doing. You know, um, one chapter we'll talk about is human resource management. And when they look at individuals that the company hires, they refer to those individuals as human capital. Um, and the reason why they're referred to as that is because capital is a resource we use to build a business. And uh, human capital is, is, is just another form of that resource. We use human talent or, uh, I guess, human resources to build value for our organization. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's really something that is an interesting uh, thing to think about is how much value does an individual bring to your business? And then this, that last role, decisional, uh, under that header, there's the entrepreneur, the disturbance hand, handler, the resource allocator, and the negotiator. These are all roles that require the management, a team, to make decisions, uh, to, to be able to uh, kind of take in information and, based on the information available, make the best decision possible that will result in uh, the best outcome possible for the organization. And so an entrepreneur, another term for entrepreneur is a risk taker, somebody willing to, to risk capital and, and assets to hopefully translate those into uh, more resources. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the whole idea is to risk something with the hope of a return. And so these entrepreneurs, they, they, they see things that are hopefully opportunities. They are willing to take a risk to seize upon those opportunities and with the, the hope that a reward will be an outcome. Um, negotiators, these are people that um, help overcome obstacles. They, they, they try to make the best deals possible in order to have the, the most optimal outcome for the organization possible. All right, so this was a quick kind of introduction to the second part of chapter one. 
which deals with the roles managers uh, play. I will do a deeper dive on Monday, and we will kind of explore that topic a little bit more. Uh, For now, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back to our last section. And our last section is on the major characteristics of the manager's job. Okay, we're back for this last part of Chapter 1, or at least an introduction to Chapter 1. And this part talks about the major characteristics of the manager's job. And so what do you think major characteristics of a manager's job is? Um, If you've never studied management science, most people would probably say, you know, kind of walk around, check on things, watch employees, make sure they're doing things, that kind of stuff. There's actually a lot that goes into management. And... Um, any management job I've ever had has been pretty stressful because you have a lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. You have to constantly do things like scheduling, budgeting, planning, um, evaluations, observations. You have to do disciplinary actions like writing people up or terminations. You have to do hiring and interviewing. Um, you have to do training. Uh, you have to do, depending on what specific environment you're in, you might have to do merchandising or inventory management. Um, You have to do uh, bookkeeping or reporting. So there's a lot of different aspects that go into managing an organization, regardless of if it's your own business or if it's uh, another, somebody else's business. Usually large businesses have a streamlined approach to how their management gets done. They've, they break it down into chunks of what they want you to accomplish specifically. Like, for example, uh, you take an organization that might have five total managers. Uh, one of them's a general manager, the other four are, assist, are assistant managers. You know, the four may be more operations-focused, making sure they have uh, the schedule in place, people that will be there for coverage, making sure that um, if, if people are leaving or they're, they're losing individuals, that they're, they're putting out, applica- or putting out um, postings for new applicants and interviewing and hiring people, uh, making sure those individuals are trained, um, and making sure that all the pieces of the puzzle are in place to make sure that the end customer will get the, their desired outcome. So that's what kind of operations managers will probably be doing. And then a general manager will probably be doing more more so reporting, um, budgeting, and the more administrative work and leave the day-to-day operations to the operations or assistant managers. And so according to the book, management is the process of planning, organizing, directing, and controlling the activities of employees in combination with other resources to accomplish organizational goals. Managerial responsibilities include long-range planning, controlling, environmental scanning, supervision, coordination, customer relations, community relations, internal consulting, and monitoring of products and services. These responsibilities differ by level in the organizational hierarchy and by department or function. The 21st century manager will differ from most current managers in four ways. In essence, he or she will be a global strategist 
a master of technology, a good politician, and a premier leader motivator. And so I want to back up a minute and talk about a few of these things. So there's a couple different ways that planning, controlling, um, I'm sorry, planning, controlling, environmental scanning, supervision, um, but I'm sorry, there's a couple different ways this is presented. Planning, organizing, directing, controlling. I've seen this um, rewritten as planning, organizing, leading, and controlling. Uh, so I just wanted to clarify that for a moment, even though I fumbled it a few seconds ago. So planning, organizing, directing, controlling, or leading and controlling. I've seen it both ways. And I'll say that controlling, I've never liked that word, but I understand why it is it's put there because you have to be in control of how the ship is moving, so to speak. I use that as an analogy. So when you're, uh, the, the example that's going off my mind now is um, Cracker Barrel. Has everybody ever been to Cracker Barrel before? We go probably once every couple months. You know, the pancakes are really, really good. Um, I also like to get, you know, a sandwich or, or a salad or something. But when I go to Cracker Barrel, I've noticed a couple things happening. There is, it's usually very busy. And I see a ton of employees, um, and I see a lot of different managers. There's usually a retail manager that manages the store out front. They make sure that the displays are there, the the, the merchandise is, is where it's supposed to be, and priced, and they're, they're handling all that kind of stuff. And then when you go back into the restaurant area, you see a couple different managers back there. You see, um, like I said, assistants or operations managers they're making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're, the tables are getting cleaned. Customers or guests are being seated. You're, they're making sure that servers are uh, doing things in a timely fashion. They're, all the guests are being taken care of. They're making sure the kitchen is responding quickly and getting the food out. And so, and then you, those, some of those same managers will go around table to table and ask you, you know, everything going well today or have you had a good experience and just to try to kind of do a pulse check to see how the guests are doing. And so all that is a, in a, the, what you're witnessing when you see that cracker, cracker Barrel experience is you're seeing the planning, organizing, leading, and controlling or directing and controlling happening in real time. It took a plan to make that shift happen. They had to plan for who's going to be on the, sh- on, uh, the job, who's going to be working, uh, they had to plan for, you know, how the kitchen staff's going to be organized, what type of food, what type of specials, um, who's going to be uh, running the register. All that's got to be planned. What type of merchandise they're going to have out. Um, all that, you know, the, all the aspects that go into it. Who's going to be cleaning? Uh, who's going to be checking on the restrooms to make sure they're clean? And all that's got to be planned and organized. And then as it goes live and things start to happen, uh, the managers have got to be directing it to make sure that each person is playing their part, doing their role, and executing according to the plan. And if someone deviates, let's say that they're observing and they see a somebody that's that's normally supposed to be buzzing the tables, but they're just kind of taking their time and they're leaving tables with food on them for way too long, they have to step in and control that process. They have to step in and say, hey, you know, our our plan is to not leave tables lingering because we want to 
clean those tables up, get them reset, get them refreshed, get them sanitized, <laughs> and get a, a fresh set of guests into those tables because we have guests waiting, and we want to get them to the table as soon as possible because once they eat, they'll leave, and then we can seat another guest here. In, in the restaurant business, it's all about turnover. You want to get the guests seated and fed, and then they can leave, and you can get another guest. And over the course of a, a given shift, whether it be lunch or dinner, uh, or breakfast even, I guess, there's only so many rotations of guests that you can go through in a given set of time. And some days you might get a few more, and some days you might get a few less, depending on how long that guest sits. But if they sit for a long time, uh, is it due to the kitchen taking a long time? Or is it just due because they want to hang out for a little while? And some guests do that. But generally, when I finish eating, I like to hang out for another five or ten minutes, and then I'm done, and I move on because I do realize there could be somebody else waiting, you know, that wants that wants that seat. And so, the managers in that example are kind of in real time playing out the planning, organizing, directing, and controlling. And there's other aspects to uh, this process, the major characteristics of the manager's job, and we'll get more into that on Monday, but I did want to take an opportunity to kind of introduce you to these three uh, major pieces of Chapter 1. And those major pieces are, again, what do managers do, the roles managers play, and the major characteristics of the manager's job. And so I do appreciate you listening to this first podcast of Fall 2020. I do this to help communicate ideas and to introduce you to lectures that you may have missed due to us being um, split up a little differently this fall because of the, uh, the situation we find ourselves in. But I hope you'll use this as a learning tool and it can help provide you with uh, information that, like I said, you may have missed otherwise. Um, if you ever need anything, don't, don't hesitate to reach out via email. And I thank you for your time and attention and hope to see you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for spending some time with me on the podcast. I hope you got something out of it and learned something that you can use in the world and share with others. If you did like it, please indicate so by liking, sharing, or going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. Until next time, I wish you well.